Welcome to Let's Talk. Here we will focus on the hustle, the juggle, and everyday struggle of small business. About their everyday struggles, stresses, and ways they have been able to overcome the challenges of running their business. We welcome questions and comments, so please feel free to email us at admin at plemonscpa.com. We hope you enjoy, and above all, we hope it helps. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on the Hustle, Juggle, and Struggle of Small Business. Today, we have in our studio, Mr. Chris Hall from Pontum Financials. Welcome, Chris. Thank you so much, Daly. It's always a pleasure to be here. Well, great. I hear you've got something in the new pipeline that's happening. It's called Bold. What is that? When did it start? How did it start? So Bold is a program. It actually stands for the Business Owner Lifecycle Design Strategy. So it's a it's a it's a product or a model that was built by a company called Minnesota life. They've been around since the late 1800s, but um, they're one of the carriers that we use and one of the different investment providers that we use that we have access to their material. And this has been a tremendously helpful benefit to my business owner clients over the last say two to three years. But up until I would say COVID a lot of business owners hadn't really given too much thought to the process of the life cycle design. So, or what business owners were going through or where in the process they were. Mm, Interesting. So tell me, what is the process? How would an individual get involved in Bold or how would they access the program? Well, the great thing about Bold is that it's, it's accessible to pretty much any business owner. So most of the business owners that they're going to, that, that it targets are going to be business owners that are past that original run up in the, the business, the initial launch cycle of the business and they actually have a minute to pull back from what they've been doing in the actual hustle of, you know, being a sole proprietor or being a, you know, on a schedule C or maybe having one or two employees. And they're at that point where they're really starting to think about working on the business as opposed to working in the business. Key difference. Absolutely. So we, we see a lot of business owners blow right past this marker mm-hmm. and then they end up getting to a point in their business where they should have addressed a lot of these issues prior and it could have saved them a, a, a lot of headache along okay. the way. So to answer your question, most of the people that benefit the greatest from this concept or this strategy are the people that are beyond that original spike where they're starting to look at hiring maybe a primary salesperson or a primary marketer, or they're going to be the primary marketer and they're hiring somebody to do the back house stuff but they're really starting to have maybe some excess cash build up and they're not worried about just making ends meet. And that didn't really start too much until, you know, at the outset of COVID because they started to realize how valuable they were if they had to take some time off or how valuable a key person was. And then on top of that, the other thing that they, they started to realize was, Hey, we need to scale. So the businesses that have survived COVID have, have done extremely well. And some of them have had to adapt or, modify themselves or some have closed up shop and become Pivot. something completely different. Pivot. Yes. That is, that has been the, uh, the hot, the hot word as of late since COVID and we're two years out now. So I know that, you know, everything was impacted to some extent. So it's a good time to kind of, I don't want to say let off the gas, but to, to bring in somebody else and maybe put it, put it on cruise control for a minute so we can reassess where we are, where the business is and what we need to do going forward. So to, to go back to your second question, the, what is the process 
the bold design is meant to be able to identify what that process is in the initial meeting. So I know that we've uh, discussed having some different classes. We've hosted classes with this before. David Plemons CPA offers some of these different programs uh, that, that where we come in, but it's all an initial questionnaire. It's a one-page, maybe a two-page questionnaire where we're going to go through the high-level items that every business owner really does know about their business without having to go dig through a bunch of documents or call the other professionals or any of those things. And then we can take it back and have a discussion on on the spot. So you don't have to wait for a callback. You don't have to email. You don't have to put your information in. You don't have to wait for a packet. It's at that moment we can have a conversation about what you're looking to do with the business and where we need to go. So in anything from that point of hitting that uh, that initial spike and then kind of on the cruise control all the way out to transitioning and succession planning, we can work with those different arenas or those different stages of that business owner life cycle. So it's, be, it's, it's been tremendously well received by the business owners that we worked with. That sounds good because a lot of business owners may have reached that point right at the beginning of COVID where they finally got into a position where now I can hire someone or I've hired at least two people in the last three years. Now I'm ready to hire someone else. And then COVID happened. So then they had to reassess. So how does this help business owners? Does this give them a better view, a different view, a bird's eye view maybe of their business, something that they may not have seen before? It does. It can. So it's one of those things where it can be as involved as the business owner wants it to be. It can be implemented at a high level where it's mainly meant to focus on the personal aspects of what the business is supposed to provide for the business owner and their family. Um, It's very flexible in that manner. And it's intended to be because different business owners have different availability. Some of them are working 24 hours a day or 12 hours a day or eight hours a day. Very rarely do we see somebody, a business owner working eight hours a day, as you well know. So, but it's one of those things where if we can only tackle a certain component in a limited amount of time, we figure out which airplane we want to land first. So, and we can work in those bits and pieces, whereas before one of the main uh, hurdles that businesses and business owners would have to overcome is that when you met with an advisor or an attorney and they wanted to start succession planning or estate planning, you know, it was, it was a very comprehensive by design process. So it was gather three years or five years worth of account accounting documents. I need to see your operating agreements. I need to see your payroll. I need to see your books, all of this stuff. So, and then on top of that, that was just the financials that they needed. On top of that, they had to ask you a bunch of questions and you had to have answers pretty much for them to be able to map out what that was going to look like. So for instance, I worked with a business owner recently who is transitioning out of the business in the next three to five years. So one of the things that we did was we were going to take a look at what that needed to look like on the other side. Mm -hmm. So this is a business owner that I've worked with for a long time. They had a 401k in place. They had a, they had the plan design was great where they were benefiting different employees more than other employees because those were more key employees or directors or highly compensated employees that were more sales oriented. And that's actually in the process as well, where we look at plan design, make sure that everything that you currently have, that you got, that you bought at a different time, at a different place for a different reason, is it doing what it needs to be doing? And if it's doing what it needs to be doing, there's no reason to scrap it. So we can plug those different components in and look at what it's going to look like on the other side 
and be able to forecast what those results are going to be before we have to make a decision to keep them or look at some other option. Mm-hmm. So, so from a high level perspective, the, the view that it gives to the business owner is wherever they want to view the most. So everybody looks at a landscape and they think, man, I really like those trees. Whereas the person standing next to them might think, oh, I really like the lake. I really like this. I really like that. So when we bring in all those different parties, we can identify where the pitfalls are or the risks or the blind sides, if you will, and then address those. Or if there's nothing really red flag uh, generating, we can, we can talk about it in the grand scheme of things and say, Hey, have you ever had your business valued? No. Why not? You know, you have, you have a business. It's obviously up and running. You have employees. What do you think it's valued at? Most business owners haven't the slightest clue. True. They might know a multiplier, right? Cause most businesses, if you, if you use a capitalization method, they're going to say, well, you're in a service-based industry, um, you know, different industries in say San Antonio or averaging like a two and a half times multiplier, but you're going to have this and that. Well, there's a program called biz equity. Um, I guess I'll give them a plug while we're at it, but Minnesota life is actually contracted directly with this company and the ability for them to use that software. All we have to do is give them the data. So we give them the data to tax attorneys, including a bunch of people with a bunch of alphabet soup at the end of their name are going to take that material and ask us and the business owner what they want to see. Do we want to see where there are any gaps? Do we want to see where there are opportunities to improve? Most of the time, we're going to find a way to eliminate a lot of expenses that are not benefiting anyone anymore because a lot of things have changed. You know, there aren't too many business owners out there that haven't changed what they do or where they get their materials from. If they're in, you know, some kind of manufacturing, those things are constantly reviewed because they're always going to be seen on a ledger. Right. But no one ever takes time to review these other items like a benefits package or like any kind of insurance program like a group life or how are we benefiting our employees uh, to make sure that we're getting the top, uh, you know, the cream of the crop from an employee side, those key people. And how are we making sure that we're not putting ourselves at risk of losing them if somebody comes along and says, I'll I got a better tw- offer. Yeah, I'll give you twice of what you're making over there. Mm-hmm. So if we can, if we can benchmark those businesses or your business, and we can do it with minimal requirement as far as energy or time on the business owner side, that's what we're trying to do with this. So, and that's why we're implementing it down here and t- really taking it to market as one of our primary benefit offers to working with business owners. And it's almost to a point where the pivoting that took place during COVID also has to allow them to be able to see outside of their normal structure. You know, they've had to pivot and redefine themselves, reassess, like, do I really want to continue this? Yes, I do. Okay. So what am I need? What do I need to do to continue it? So this could have been COVID in one sense could have been that rattling of the cage that woke them up out of their stupor. And now it's like, okay, I need to be more alert. And this can assist them in becoming more alert because it gives them that view of where they're at, where they potentially can go, but also, okay, like, mm, do I want to continue down this path? Right. And any company that isn't, you know, a a hundred plus employees, and I've frankly even seen a hundred plus employee companies benefit greatly from this, but any company that doesn't have those C-suite, those C-suite executives, they're not going to see this. You and Mm -hmm. I both know that whenever we talk to business owners, 
probably 95 to 98% of them, and I'm no exception to that rule or, or that number, is that they're going to have tunnel vision. They're good at a particular skill set, and whether or not they have brought in those individuals that we've talked about in the past through the Power Five, whether or not they have those people collaborating on a regular basis, their whole dynamic has shifted, whether it was COVID or whether it should have happened 10 years prior to COVID, but COVID, like you said, rattled their cage, or something happened and there's always going to be that 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 pain point, that traumatic event mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. Maybe it's the, the loss of a loved one or maybe it's just, you know what, they don't want to do this anymore. But I know a lot of people are having really hard time hiring additional staff, hiring additional uh, members of the team for whatever function. You know, restaurants are going through it right now, manufacturing, anything in, <clears throat> anything in a service-oriented business is going through this process right now where they're wondering what they're going to have to do. And statistically, wage growth hasn't been increasing. So we have inflation ticking up. So your employees, whether you know it or not, they're wondering. So if they're if you're not taking care of them and they start going to market to look for opportunities, well, those employers that are seeking people are making sure that they're really sweetening the deal. Oh yeah. So we've heard everything from transition bonuses to uh, you know long term bonuses, retention bonuses, everything like that. And the flex time too, because now most employers are looking at okay, this hybrid model is here to stay. How much of the hybrid model we want to implement is the thing. Do we want to make it mandatory that they come in once a week? If we do, what day? If we don't, okay, we just want you to show up. You know, either, okay, if you're at home, we need to be uh, expecting this from you. So it becomes, like you say, if those employees are disgruntled or not real happy, not being uh, patted on the back or receiving the accolades, they could literally be out there looking and they are people looking for them. Well, and think about it from this standpoint, too. You, for a long time, a business owner, you would only have to deal with your employee or your key person going to seek another position. But what was the one thing that happened with the outset? You know, you mentioned it hybrid or work from home, whatever it might be. Well, they're doing even more of that now. Mm-hmm. So how do you go get a job if you're working from home? You can either go on to, you know, job boards or whatnot, but they go to recruiters. Mm-hmm. So recruiters know where to find those people. They know who your competitors are. They know everything that there is to know about your industry. If they specify, if they, if they specifically target that industry. So they know where the, the, the industry leaders are. So if you're an industry leader in your, in your field, you you can bet that somebody's going to be targeting your team. Undoubtedly. So if we know and we know and we're confident and we're very particular about what benefits that we're offering, that business owners are offering, we know that we can solidify our relationships with our long-term and our key employees to make sure that we don't have that turnover. Mm-hmm. So, or to give us a better, uh, give us a better chance of not having to deal with the turnover. leverage. Right. Exactly. Leverage. So, so is there an ideal business owner or company size that bold can work for? That's the beauty of it as well is that every, every company, depending upon how large it is, is going to have a different mindset when it comes to, or have a different separation between what they call the rank and file or highly compensated employees or key people, whatever it might be. So the business owner is obviously going to be important, of course. So, but then below that, you usually have a, a group of individuals who are responsible for the front lines. 
um, whatever that front line might be for the business. But to answer your question, there's not really a particular size. I personally like to stick with the, you know, 50 employees or less. So, but there's no, there's no issue with bringing on another person that can actually do this, the use this strategy to be able to, to partner, but you want to be able to have a good relationship with the, we've talked about them in the past, the, um, you know, the five most important professionals that you have. So they're going to be brought into this process as well because they're going to be an integral part eventually. But at the outset where we're identifying what position you're in at the very least filling out a questionnaire that's on paper, it's not online. I guess maybe it is online, but I still use the old school paper method, but uh, filling out one of those questionnaires and having a conversation with somebody on the spot, it's going to give you an idea of where your red flags are, where your pitfalls are, what you need to do. So I know that, you know, the place that we're sitting in right now is a, a father and sons, right? So what is, what's in place to look at those businesses from a standpoint of how do we transition this to the next generation? Well, if we keep this in the family, how's dad going to retire? And there's just a whole host of questions that nobody really addresses. And unless you have a model or something to go through, it's really difficult to kind of keep that on your radar from a standpoint of a business owner, because you, we always get pulled away to do other things and put out fires. Make up the donuts. Just right. make the donuts. That's our skill set. Make the donuts and make sure the donuts are made. Make sure the equipment is available to make sure the donuts are made. Exactly. Who's bringing the equipment and who's servicing you? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. There's a ton of different things to consider. So talk about the topics that you'll be discussing in Boulder that are covered in Boulder, because I know our audience would probably like to understand what they'd be looking at if they wanted to get involved or they want to participate in bold. Sure. Well, and the beauty of bold is that it's going to look at both the personal side of the business, which most business owners don't think about, but we've always talked about it in the power five where they have kind of an overlapping uh, method. Some, some business owners keep it all together. Some business owners separate it entirely. Um, both uh, usually everything in moderation is the way to go. So, but if we meet with a business owner today and one of the biggest concerns that they have is saving money for retirement, not just for them, but they also want to make sure that they're retaining their key employees. Well, what kind of plan design do we need? What kind of 401k or what kind of simple or what kind of SEP? There's, you know, at last count, probably 12 different types of employer sponsored plans that you can put in place. Mm. And there are so many different options at every level. Do you want to have a matching contribution? Do you want to just allow your employees to contribute? Do you want to even allow your employees to contribute? Do you want to restrict them from being able to take out like the matching contribution if they leave? So we, you know, we, we've set up plans where they're, they're, they're more inclined to keep those highly compensated employees employed with the company. And the way that we do that is that we're able to use what they call either a cliff scheduling or a tiered scheduling where if you match a contribution, one of the biggest concerns is that, well, you match this contribution for a client for, for an employee that puts in a bunch of money and then they turn around and leave. It doesn't benefit you. Well, we can actually build that into the plan design and take a look at it from a standpoint and say, okay, well, for the first year that you're there, you get 20% of whatever I put in as a matching employer. So, but if you leave, I get to keep 80% of it within the first year. Then it tears down 20% per year. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to get all the money that you offered in the match until year five. So, and that's by that time, if you haven't learned how to retain your, your employees and they're just there for another 20%, we got bigger problems probably. So, but on the executive compensation, everybody talks about how, you know, corporate America is, 
bad for certain different policies, but they use the same methods. They have to operate within the same rules. There's, there's, there's nothing magical to the way that they do business. So if we can take those large scale, large corporation compensation plans and we can put them with a smaller employer, there's nothing restricting our ability to do so. And until recently, I would say the last 10 to 15 years, Mm -hmm. they didn't really become as mainstream. Uh, And the reason being is that those high level companies, those companies that make a lot of money in corporate America, they spend a lot of money to have you know, attorneys on site, uh, CPAs, bookkeepers, they're, they're accounting. So you don't have to do that anymore. So every business owner that's probably listening to this podcast right now is probably utilizing at least one resource that is not in house. So most people don't have their CPA in house. They don't have a, they don't have on site legal. No. So you're not calling in, Hey, can you go get Jay from legal to come in here and talk about this contract? That's not going to happen. No. So, and then on top of that, people have outsourced bookkeeping. We've outsourced it. We've outsourced phone service. We've outsourced everything there is. So why would we want to have all of this inside? But at the same time, doesn't mean we can't have access to those corporate level types of compensation packages. Mm-hmm. So, and then, of course, you have that always important but rarely ever addressed key person problem. Talk so, about what key person is because a lot of people hear the word bantered around, but they don't know exactly what that means. Absolutely. So when it, it, it does get overused, but at the end of the day, the key person is that is that person that in the event that they weren't available, business would suffer to the tune of, say, 10, 20 or, or more percent. So – Let's say, for instance, the the business owner that I was talking about earlier, one of the questions that we ask through the valuation process is we are going to ask how much of the business is associated with that key person. And if that key person left and if that key person is a business owner, it'll impact you know the sales price and how we kind of structure a deal. Now, mind you, and I would like to say this as a disclosure or a disclaimer, that we do, this is not a formal valuation. But it's a great jumping off point and being able to utilize that to give that key person an idea on how much they're worth or give the business owner an idea on how much that key person is worth will greatly impact how you compensate them or what kind of benefits package that you offer them. So because a lot of the plans that we see the mistake that's made is that they get a cookie cutter package and they implement it and it's costly. So it may not cost a lot up front, but whenever you have a cookie cutter package that doesn't favor, you know, certain employees over others, like rewarding people for tenure or how long they've been with the company, well, then you're giving that benefit to even the people that have been there for 20 years, the same benefit for the people that get there for, that have been there for one year. Mm -hmm. So, whereas it would be nice to be able to benefit that key person, that key individual for their longevity revenue. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So in. We used to see it a lot of a lot of the time in pensions, right? Mm-hmm. So many companies have gone away, done away with pensions, but now they have different programs. They still have defined benefit, which is similar to a pension. It's almost the exact same thing, but then they have a cash balance option. But then they also have personally funded pensions, different things like you know contracts with an insurance company where they'll give you a lifetime payout, but it's not the burden of the business owner or the owner of the companies or the shareholders of the company, it's actually the responsibility of the insurance company. And the beauty behind that is one, the insurance company is most likely a lot more solvent. 
Uh, you know, the, the company that we mentioned earlier has been around since I think the 1890s. Um, but at the same time, it's not something that's going to be subject to, you know, purchased by a, a buyer. So whenever they come in there and they buy it out, they're going to have this massive liability of a defined benefit or a pension plan like they would in normal corporate America. They don't have that problem. Mm-hmm. So, and if that key person or that business owner decides to sell the company, well, that plan sticks with them, with, mm-hmm. with the person who owns it technically. Mm-hmm. So, but you can still get a lot of the same benefits like the tax breaks, different things along those lines. Of course, if it's structured correctly, we bring in a CPA and attorney and all those different people. There's no little disclaimer. Wow. <laughs> no. Wow. But, it sounds really good because I know, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of business owners are starting to think outside the box. They had their cages rattled so much so that it's like, okay, I need to do something different. I need to prepare myself for long term, whether it's succession planning, whether it's an exit strategy, uh, the longevity of the company. I mean, some people, I know some owners, they decide, okay, I like doing what I was doing, but I want to start something totally different. How do, how can they meld together or do they become separate silos and maybe just be under one umbrella? So this program has the potential to give them that clarity and direction for both of them as separate silos. Or, you know, like you say, when you do that assessment can help them better understand, well, yeah, I want this one to do this and I want this one to do that. But the end goal is for us to reach this. Right. So when we have, we have clients and business owners that have switched gears, they've pivoted they've gone to a completely different business or they've opened up another business or they've just started their own business, but they have, you know, a, they're working, doing something else as well. So one of the big things that we always see is that we need to create that clear line, that defined line, but we still need to be able to maybe use it more as a gray area as, a, as opposed to so much of a black and white. So how much shared responsibility can we have or what can we use? And then at the same time, can we benefit some of the other people from the new Pro, the the new business or the new asset and be able to do something completely separate, but still have it available over here if we need it. So there's a lot of flexibility and it's, it's, it's a necessity. So, because we've, if we've learned anything from COVID is that if we don't adapt, we die. It's, it's one of those things as a business owner, we have to be able to do. And we saw it, you saw, you know, business owners saw it with competitors. We saw it with people in our industry. There's people and there are people in my industry that are still not seeing people in in, in person. You're so, still doing Zoom? Yeah, uh, they're still doing people in Zoom, but their offices are just shut down. And it's, I'm happy to say that we've been able to, we've been able to increase our business significantly by working with their clients. Wow. So because we've been seeing people mm-hmm. and it's one of those where clients and business owners have these questions and Zoom is not terrible, but it, whenever they can't see the person who's supposed to be able to answer these questions, they can't see that person for two years. That's, that's a problem. So we need to be able to adapt. And that's why bold has become really a staple of our practice. And we're going to make it kind of our main focus moving forward for quite some time. Excellent. Well, tell us how we can get in contact with you if we want more information or to set up an appointment. One of the best ways to find me is just to go, just to give us a call. My office is off at 281 and Bitters in San Antonio. Phone number is 210-625-4845. You can also go to our website, pontumfinancial.com. That's P-O-N-T-E-M financial.com. It's pretty easy to find. You can also search Chris Hall Financial Advisor in San Antonio, and my name's going to pop up. Or go to LinkedIn and find Chris Hall. Yep, I'm on LinkedIn as well. I, I will say... 
one of the primary sources of clientele that I get is going to be meeting with their CPA or through a CPA. So, cause that's always going to be an important relationship. So if you have a CPA, um, we always recommend getting them involved. But as I mentioned from the outset of the conversation, we can hammer down really where you need to spend the time and focus your efforts and land one plane at a time just by filling out a pretty simple questionnaire that we can send via email or mail to you if you want, and then uh, send it back to us and we can have a call. Or if you're in you know, one of the presentations or the seminars that we do over at David Plemons CPA or at one of the other institutions that you see, which we always talk about on our Facebook page and LinkedIn and on our website that we always post those upcoming opportunities. Um, you know, it's one of the only places where you can go and get not just information, but always get also get some direction without having to worry about taking more time out of your business, scheduling an appointment with somebody else outside of your business. We appreciate you. We want to see you again. We look forward to the uh, upcoming workshop that you're going to be doing with David B. Plemons CPA. So for you all who are interested in more information, stay tuned and go to our website, www.plemonscpa.com for more information. Thank you and have a great day. For more information about any of our guests, or if you have questions and comments, please email us at admin at And don't forget to check out our website, lemonscpa.com, for upcoming events and workshops in San Antonio. Chris Hall is a financial advisor and partner with Pontum Financial in San Antonio, Texas. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA slash SIPC. David B. Plemons CPA Inc. is providing this podcast as a public service, but it is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of David B. Plemons CPA Inc. policy. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by David B. Plemons CPA Inc. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the Hustle, Juggle, and Struggle of Small Business podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or their concepts or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by David B. Plemons CPA Inc. employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the views of David B. Plemons CPA Inc. or any of its officials. You should always consult your own investment advisors, attorneys, and accountants before making any decisions concerning your financial matters. If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact our office. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.